Live from 91.3 WYSO in Yellow Springs, Ohio, it's Filmically Perfect with J. Todd Anderson, George Williman, and me, your host, Nikki Dakota. Must be another edition of Filmically Perfect here on 91.3 WYSO. Now, me, I might normally be here, but how lucky are we today to have live in the studio both of our film guys first, because it's so extra special. I will welcome... And it's lucky, too. (laughs) Extra special and lucky, too. Sounds like an old cigarette commercial from the 60s, doesn't it? Extra special and lucky, too. Pickle your (laughs) T-zone. Menthol. (laughs) We have the one, the only, George Willeman, the the nitrate film archivist for the the library. Of all movies. <laughs> I, I love how I come all the way back here from Virginia and you you give me snow. Honestly, we're so sorry about that. I and it's snowing like crazy here in Ohio, folks. You it can't believe it. It certainly is. We were, uh, we're on uh, several emergency levels. And, I have uh, never seen the media so excited right here since the advent of global warming. Honestly. <laughs> it, it is so snowy that the counties aren't even sending the uh, the plows out because they're afraid they'll get stuck. Is that really true? No, I don't they're think so. They're already saying there's no. going to be a flood and the fish will have no eyes. It's just really, really bad. <laughs> he is George of the Nitrate Film Archivist of the Library of Congress. George, thank you for coming back. My pleasure. <laughs> also, and often here, but uh, so special to have all of us here together in the room today. It is the Storyboard Artists for the Cohen Brothers for 20 years and counting. We call him uh, our very busy, important friend and also J. Todd Anderson. J. Todd, thanks for being here. And it's always my pleasure. And you know what they always say to me, Nikki. What's that? Shut up and draw, Anderson. <laughs> Shut up and draw. But today it's all about not shutting up. We want to hear what you have oh, to man. say. Questions for the film guys, and they will indeed not shut up and open their mouths and answer your questions. First, though, let's remind everyone that uh, we gather here every Friday, not just to uh, to open our mouths and not shut up, but also to celebrate the notion of perfect movies, to celebrate the notion of uh, the fact that there are some things that just perfectly bear their own weight. And as a matter of fact, we have very specific, tried and true, stringent criteria that these films must pass. And gentlemen, those rules are... Uh, The film creates the world it exists in. And it wholly sustains that world. Regardless of changes in society and culture, it always retains its meaning. A perfect film, that is. And we will never, 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 never put them in any sort of uh, numerical order or list. Each film stands pat on its own source. And on this... It's always a perfect movie. It's in its own scale. That's right. And on this very special day, there's no need to even mention the rules that concern whether or not I like the movie because we're all about talking to the film guys today. we do like to mention Rule 5, which is... <laughs> if you'd like to call, maybe you're listening One online. One time we, we put a whoopee cushion underneath her. She didn't know it. And she says, Who did Rule 5? <laughs> We've already got one caller on hold. If you'd like to uh, get in queue, get in line, it's toll free if you're listening online. Remember, if it's a really tough question, George has to take it. (laughs) 
you're listening online from far away, it's toll-free, 800-801-9976. That's 800-801-9976. Our call right now, right here in the Miami Valley, 769-1998. The answer to the last question was yes, no, and I will get back with you. That was the last question that right before the show started. So call now and hang on the line. Do hang. Let it ring, and we'll eventually get to you. So if you, do, if you don't get a busy signal, that means you're in the queue. So uh, call up. We do, gentlemen, um, right off the bat, a gentleman called in. There, all the lines are lit. Hold oh, the line. Oh, look at those lines. Hold the line. Our first caller has already called in from Cincinnati today. Uh, Steve, hello, Cincinnati. Hi. Yeah, I just love your guys' show. I think you guys do a great we job. We like you, Steve. Listen to it on my iPod every week. Thank you. Yay. We love you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I got two questions, and I don't know if I can ask two. I got a movie question and another question. Sure. Okay. Are you guys going to do Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Dungeons uh-huh. and Dragons. Is that yeah. what? We, do we have to dress up and pretend like we're doing a movie if we do that? Well, you know, it, it might not be a bad idea because the the one of the creators of Dungeons and Dragons did pass away uh, this week. And, uh, and, well, that's and right. I seven, saw that. 1,700,000 nerds were yeah, at I can't at, hear the uh, other guys. I can't hear the guys. Oh, you can't? Well, here yeah. we go. There we go. Now now you'll hear him. The, 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 the creator of Dungeons & Dragons passed, yeah, passed away, away this week. Can you hey. hear that? No. Yeah. You, you didn't know that. Me? No, he can. No, I can hear you guys. Oh, can hear, yeah, he passed away a few days ago. And, uh, and there's like thousands of nerds in mourning now. Yeah, but what we don't believe it. We understand a movie is in the making, right? Is that what happens? Oh no, there is a movie. There, there is a movie. There, there's a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I don't think it's on our list, Steve. <laughs> well, it perfectly fits the rules. I mean, it creates oh, it a does. world that exists in. How does that? Okay, it fully sustains that world. Yes, I know because my character name is Zardog, the Botox Warrior Princess. <laughs> it was Shira. You're sounding more sexy the all show, the time, Steve. George, I saw your. You, I heard you about your number one favorite movie, Zardoz. I changed it from Shira to Zardoz. <laughs> oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> In honor of you, somebody remembers Zardoz. I yeah. mean, they did Lara. You know, they did Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider. It made millions. Yeah. Well, I, qu- oh, go ahead. I, I do admit that in the in the genre of the movies based on games, I do have a couple of favorites. There is um, uh, Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, yep. and uh, and Street Fighter, which is the the great Raul Julia's last. And film. my favorite one, the Milton Bradley story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear now they're actually they're actually working on a, a movie version of the game. Sorry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. I have a second. Can I ask a second question? Yeah, go on with your second question, is, Steve. Is George going to make? Is George going to make any personal appearances? I mean, we'd really like to meet him, and we we want to join our group in the quest to conquer the evil wizard Billimus Gatimus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we have some uh, some Mac uh, Mac people uh, calling Mac people from calling, Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah, uh, I would love to make personal appearances. Actually, that's what I'm doing today. He's dressed up too. Uh, all you the way from, from Cole Peppa with my big shoes and funny hat. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. We, we may try to do some uh, personal appearances later on this summer. George, can we put some information on our website about that? Uh, I suppose we can. Yeah, we could. Perfectmovie.net if you'd like to uh, Steve, we sure appreciate your call. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, I love the show. Thank oh, you. thanks. Keep listening. All right, next caller, we're going to... Hello, say your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Nick, it's Randy from Miamisburg. Hi, Randy. How we doing? Great. Randy, how are you? Is that, who is it, Jay Todd? Yes, it is. Hey, man, how are you doing? Hey, turn your radio uh, down, you. darling. Very good. Thank you very much. Did you ask me to turn my radio down? I sure did. 
You yeah. can hear it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd have to leave the room. Do you want me to do that? Oh, that's all right. Just hun- hunker in the corner. Hunker then. in the corner. I'm yeah. down. I'm down in there. I'm down in there. That's right. You're not on a 12-second delay. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, what a diverse group of fans we have in Radio Land. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? <laughs> what's your, tell me your name again. It's Randy. Randy. Where you? And, and what, what's your question? From, uh, Miami oh, Sur- hi, Randy. Wh- hi, Nikki. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe just... I love you. Maybe I love you. Yeah, yeah. I want to dedicate that to you guys. The, the cream. The big three. There we go. Oh man, thanks for calling. You're awful sweet. What's your question for the home hey, guys? Well, we watched uh, we watched uh, uh, a quiz show last night. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's an interesting movie. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to specifically ask uh, Jay Todd or George if they knew anything about the. I don't know the actor's name. The guy that played, um, you know, the Congress, the junior congressman that was investigating the, uh, because apparently he was a speechwriter for John Kennedy. And then uh, worked for Bobby later on, and then after Bobby was assassinated, became a writer. And I, I want to dig him up because I'm a big Kennedy fan, and, and I would like to know more about that guy. I just wondered. Maybe the, the the character that Rob Morrow played. Yeah, yeah, right, correct. Um, Rob Morrow, who I uh, absolutely yeah. loved, um, one of my favorite TV shows, Northern Exposure. Yeah, no, I actually don't know much about about the character. I guess Dick Goodwin that mm-hmm. he plays, but uh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I would I would I would be one to recommend it to put it on our list because it is a really interesting capsulation. Yeah, I, was, I was watching it the other night on TCM and, and it hooked me. You know, I never really seen it, although I know John Turturro, and I'd always heard he did a great job. as watching it because I never got to see John work on that show, and I, he did. He did a fabulous job on that movie. Well, and it's such an interesting story because you had this, you know, this this character, the 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 uh, professor that that Ray Fiennes plays. Uh, you know, who's who's just really a really uh, excellent, upright, standing citizen, but yet he is coerced by this lure of easy money to do this this really heinous uh, uh, thing with a with the quiz show. We're all you lured know. by easy money. It's just uh, how that <laughs> well, works. Uh, plus, uh, when he when he finds his re- redemption there and and his dissertation at the end of the at the end of the film there, I thought that was just so. It was it was really good. It was a nice finish. It was a nice uh, kind of made the movie more meaningful. Yeah, it's definitely and it's definitely one of Robert Redford's best films too. I mean, a lot of his, I just kind of there they are, okay, whatever. But that one, I, I really, I think he really, he really hit the nail on the head, and, yeah. and it looks great. And you know, so many films, you know, recent history films that have to recreate an era that a lot of people remember, I think, are always harder to do than ones that are from far historical films. But they also hang too many pictures when they do these things. So. <laughs> but I think, I think that Redford actually did a really good job in recreating the look of, you know, 21 and the whole, the whole nine yards. Hey, we've got to, I, I, I understand we may have a, something coming through on the hotline from L.A., so uh, we'll move on. Hey, Randy, thank you. Okay. Thanks for Thanks, listening. Randy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. It's a very special Thanks. edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. And our next caller, hello, what's your name and where are you? Uh, Jim from Beaver Crick. Hi, hi, Beaver Crick. How Beaver are Crick. you? Hey, thanks, Jim. Thanks for calling, and welcome to Filmically Perfect. What's your question yeah, for I, the film guys? Uh, well, I love your program, first of all. Well, thank you I very would, much. We appreciate you saying that. I listen to Nikki's voice all day long, even <laughs> regardless of what she talked about. Oh, really? Well, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Jim, um, thanks for I'm, your what kindness. What I'm interested in is, I guess I'm looking for a reference uh, of, of a really good history of some of the minor people in in the film industry uh, and what i'm after is i had a long distant cousin who was sort of a i guess you'd call her a hack writer in hollywood in the late 30s and 40s and i have I news for you fella. they're still out there <laughs> <laughs> 
that song you sound you hear are not butchers or carpenters. It's writers. That's what's going on. (laughs) Well, I've tried things. I've been all over the Internet looking for sources and libraries, but I wondered if you could, is there, do you know of any really uh, comprehensive history of, of the movies of the 30s and 40s and who produced them, who wrote them, etc. You know, the best thing I can tell you to do is go to the Internet Movie Database. That's the IMDB. Type yeah, that into your computer, and that is just about the most comprehensive. You can get IMDB Pro, and that will tell you. I don't know if anything else is going to give you more yeah. exhaustive okay, history on this stuff. I haven't gotten the Pro, but I've gotten the IMDB on the Internet. Well, I, I yeah. will tell you of, of one thing you might try. Uh, uh-huh. our, our reference desk in Washington, the Library of Congress, uh, the moving picture uh, reference desk is a really good uh, 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 place to make a call. They can they can possibly find some information for you. Oh, great! Uh, unfortunately, okay. I don't have that number on me. But oh, if you fuck. drop us a line, drop me a line at, at the film guys at perfectmovie.net and just let, you know tell me Our what you staff, just told me. Budinsky is like manning the telephones <laughs> and the internet, and he'll take care of you when he's not out yeah. goofing off, flirting with Nikki Dakota. Just <laughs> drop me a line, and I will see. And actually, tell me who the person is, and I, I may be able to look it up myself. And don't yeah, let Budinsky tell you that they were all related to him either, because he, okay. he, he tends to like take things too seriously about how what his importance is on our staff. Okay, so, so no grief from him. him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Budinsky, just say much. butt out, Budinsky. I want to know this number. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Our next caller, gentlemen, is uh, Dave, who is calling from uh, Hamilton. Dave, hello. Welcome. Nikki, how's it going? It's going uh, pretty well on my end. Are you uh, all... going to come down here and make snow kitties with my cats <laughs> and what is your film-related question? Okay, I have uh, two films. The last time I talked to you was about foreign films, so I got some good American films, and they're the closest I can know of to being filmically perfect. Filmically perfect. Um, it's kind of like when the president hot. says nuclear. Yeah, Some Like It Hot and Silence of the Lambs. Well, Some Like It Hot is definitely on our list, yeah. but I don't know about Silence of the Lambs because... Um, Movies really been done before, don't you think, George? Well, um, I know that. I mean, they, uh, Michael Mann did the 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 Manhunter, which is based on Red Dragon. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would. It's a definitely, good movie. We just haven't discussed it much. Yeah, I think that really? it, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about. I saw the trailer to it on Turner the other night, and I'm like, I wonder if this is one. Because yes, when I saw that in the theater, uh, I was, it was a real. I mean, it was a real looker of a film. Again, mm. the only thing that kind of disturbs me about that film is the fact that Anthony Hopkins has done so many great portrayals in movies, and then yeah, this it, is true. This is what they remember him from as a cannibal part. Yeah, you know? but so, yeah, but I, I agree with you that there's no doubt. About it. But anytime I want to laugh, all I have to do is watch the train scene from Some Like It Hot. That's great. You know, they use that scene a lot when yep. they're walking away. They're walking parallel to the train. And uh, it's one of Billy Waters. We're big fans of Billy Waters. And that was one of his um, just, you know, when they thought they were counting him out of Hollywood, I think. Yeah, I think, I think we definitely. roaring back with that wonderful picture. I think maybe yeah. that's one we should put on our list for our next round. Yeah, it's, it's definitely on the list, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got us there, man. I yeah, is, is it known how many times did Curtis ask for retakes of that scene with Marilyn Monroe and the God? <laughs> <laughs> I have not I'd heard. I could be imagine. doing it if it's possible. <laughs> and and with you know, Silence of the Lambs, you know, some like it hot for a good laugh. Mm-hmm. If I want to be afraid, uh, that uh, jail scene and an ambulance scene and, and, yeah. uh, and Silence of the Lambs is superb. 
Yeah. yeah, that one I think, and actually, as far as Anthony Hopkins is is concerned, I mean, he was a, he was a known actor and he'd done really wonderful things like uh, like Elephant Man up to that point. But that film, I think, it was kind of the icebreaker for him, and and the floodgates yeah. were open because then yeah. he appeared in. I mean, he just works. He works constantly now. Yeah, and oh, I think, just yeah, you know, like also, if you're a yeah. theater student out there, just aim for the psychopathic killer parts. Does it get you right to the <laughs> straight of the line? Hey, line. Dave, thank you so much for calling. No problem. All Talk right. to you later, Bye. Hello, we go to Josh. Yes. Uh, where Hi, are guys. you? Where are you? In a very noisy place there. Uh, I'm uh, in my car delivering pizzas. Oh, well, hey, how nice of you to take <laughs> a little time out to talk to the film guys. What's your no question problem. for Jay Todd um, and George? I would like to know what uh, your guys' favorite mistake is in a movie. Um, mine is in Goonies when Data says at the very <laughs> end that the octopus was very scary, and there's no octopus in the movie. Oh, that sounds like something got cut. Yeah, it did. I actually yeah, had all that time, deleted yeah. scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, favorite mistake. Oh, that's a really good question because there's honestly there's so many of them, and they're usually continuity errors. Which, if the continuity error doesn't involve a transition in the narrative, it's not a big deal to me. But a lot of people make a big deal about these continuity well, errors. Well, one that comes to mind right away is actually in the Wizard of Oz, um, and it's not the person hanging by their neck in the background of the forest, which isn't actually there. Um, but there's the the witch who uh, is sending the flying monkeys out, and she says, "I've sent a little bug along to to keep them company." And again, that refers to a, a very expensive musical number called the Jitterbug that was cut out uh, before the film was released. But that line still remains there. Do we lose? There you go. Sorry. We got uh, Robert from Beaver Creek on hold, and we're going to go to uh, Scott from Dayton right now. <laughs> hey, Scott. There you are. Hello. How are you guys doing today? All right, Very well. Thanks for calling. What's your question from the film, guys? Okay. Well, I just saw The Taxi Driver for oh, the man. first time. That's a good movie. Excellent. Uh, Scorsese. Have you guys picture. covered that one? No, no we have not list. done that one yet. It's on yeah. a list. Yep. On a list. Also, did, I've mentioned this one before. Um the Intruder with William Shatner, an old sixty-one. Yeah. Uh, That's George's homework from the, one of the call-in shows. Yeah, yeah. that George? one. Um, <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, I keep tra- tabs on a, a, a listserv on the internet uh, for the um, the Association of Movie Image Archivists, and someone was actually looking for a thirty-five millimeter print of that film to show at a film festival. So there is some more interest being gained on that film. And I'll yeah. tell you what: if I ever run into William Shatner when I'm out there working, don't hurt him. I knew he was going to jump right on that one, man. In fact, I would have been disappointed if I... (laughs) Also, a movie I I saw a couple months ago called Chow Manhattan. (laughs) Now, is that Chow is in C-H-O-W or or Chow is in Goodbye? Italian Farewell. Familiar? No, I am not familiar with that. You stumped George! It has Edie Sedgwick in it playing uh, a burned-out ex-model. Actually, she's playing herself. Okay. Um, Hey, buddy, um, I'll tell you what. You you call back or hang around, and we'll give you a storyboard, because you stumped the man from the Library of Congress. You stumped (laughs) our man from the Library of Congress. That's pretty amazing. If you can stump George, you're doing pretty good. i got to put that one on my Netflix list. Uh, You Uh hang around, we'll get you a storyboard on that one, because you stumped George. And anybody out there can stump George, You know, and we'll try to get you a storyboard. All right, Scott, give us a call back later. Hey, thank you for your call. Bye-bye, Scott. Bye-bye. And we go to Robert in Beaver Creek. Hello, Robert. What question do you have for the film? Uh, Hi. Hi. I actually have um, two questions. 
One is, um, have you ever thought about adding uh, the movies of Clue from 1985 and Waiting for Guffman, which is 1997? And also, in regards to Gene Hackman, um, I wrote this email how he was kind of more of a supporting player, and it's kind of harder to be a supporting player and be consistently good versus, you know, always being a leading man. And Yeah, he does all those Lowe's commercials, you know. That's where he gets that training for supporting well, I mean, acting, you know. Yeah, actually, and he was in um, uh, the Gene Royal Hackman. Tenant. Oh, am I on the air? Yes, you uh, are. Yes, you are on oh, the air. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you can call us the film guys if you want. I hear my voice now. Um, and the second question is, do you guys know of a good place in the Dayton area to rent independent movies? Because, you know, sometimes Blockbuster, they might have not necessarily the foreign film, stuff like, you know, the really hard-to-find stuff. Right. No, do you guys I, know of any place? I do not. Of course, I don't, I don't live yeah, around here now. Yeah, it's so. really hard. There used to be Precinct 13, but they're yeah. gone. Um, Netflix is carrying more and more and more of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed. I, we, just, we just started with them uh, We really want them to ago. be our sponsors so we don't have to buy these movies. You know, you know, and I go in there, and they've got, like, all the movies by Ozu, and they've got all these great independent things, and I'm just loading up my They even queue. had that famous documentary, Gene Hackman does Lowe's. <laughs> a documentary on how he makes those Lowe's commercials. He was really in a Lowe's commercial? He does a voiceover for Lowe's on Oh, 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 okay. But he does not physically appear. No. No. Okay. He's not carrying a hammer around there helping people. They couldn't get get him to put on one of those red vests. He wouldn't do it. Oh, okay. Plus, he roughs up directors, so they couldn't get anybody to direct him to walk around those Lowe's stores. (laughs) He kept saying, you know, he kept saying, call me Popeye. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys get a chance, Clue is one of my favorite movies. It's kind of very underrated. Uh, had a lot of stars, kind of like supporting players, not really famous people. Cast um, of thousands, yeah. Yeah, Eileen Heckhart, uh, Madeline Kahn, uh, Martin Mull. Uh, Tim, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim, Curry you, Tim Curry is the guy, yeah. 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 And actually, I saw it in college, and I guess the original theatrical release had the one ending. And I'd always been used to seeing it on cable where it has the three separate endings. You know, it has the music, do do do. this is how it could have happened. Yeah, they actually and Leslie um, Warren's in there too. They man. actually when they I know when they released it in Springfield, they showed I mean, depending on which show you went to, you never knew which ending was going to play. Huh. They would show that they had a, like a different reel, they had three different ending reels and they just Which they're kind of way them. ahead of their time because now you can get when they release the DVD all the alternate endings on yeah. movies, you know, which is <laughs> Interesting. And Waiting for Guffman is one of my favorite movies. That's I've seen a great it movie. literally 20 times. We had that um, up at the boardroom discussion the other day, and uh, Budinsky was trying to like give us one of his movies, and uh, somebody right. brought up Waiting for Guffman, this guy in like a tweed suit. And we yeah. said, "Yeah, that's a pretty good idea." You know, we, well, but then Bud said, "I don't know Guffman. We can't wait around for him all day." So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it really is hey. a good movie. Those guys do great work. Robert, thank yeah. you for calling. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Nikki. You bet. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, we go to Brent and Huber Heights. Hey, Brent. Hello. How are y'all I'm doing? Very Excellent. well. What question do you have for the film guys? Uh, well, it's kind of pedestrian after listening to the, all the excellent questions that you've all had. <laughs> and I also wanted to say uh, congrats to Jay Todd for getting a little write-up in the newspaper well, Thank today. you very much. I do appreciate it. Page that. 9 on the go section, everybody, Daily News. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, yes, oh it wasn't on the police Uh-oh. blotter this time. <laughs> good. That's I take good great thing. pride in my profile shot down at the post office. <laughs> um, my question, have you all ever covered, or is it on your list uh, as a movie, uh, I think it's a British film, 
in the future about banning books. It's called oh, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451. 451. Yeah, that's on our list, man. That's Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Love it. Was it. A, that it was, was a famous yeah, actually, science fiction novel. That is, I believe, the only English language film by Francois Truffaut, or at least it's his first one. Remarkable tone in that picture. It's just... You know, although it's supposed to be in the future and it looks very dated in some ways, you kind of forget about that when you're watching this movie because its its, it's uh, theme is so pertinent. Right. Um, and do, who were the actors and do you know what ever um, happened to any of them? Oscar Werner, I don't know. He's, he'd be pretty old by now, is, was the star. Um, is it, It's not Julie Christie, is it? I, I think so, yeah. I remember reading the book in school as a youngster and uh, absolutely enjoying it. And I certainly have never seen the movie, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't think I actually realized that there was a movie. Fahrenheit uh, 451, of course, Fahrenheit 9-11, then years later, uh, Michael Moore would go on to use that imagery for um, right. and actually, the documentary. I, I believe Bradbury bought, brought a lawsuit against uh, Michael Moore oh, for usurping yeah. his title, yes. Yeah. Oh, it kind of reminded me about like the smoking ban that we're having now. Which, which uh, you know, okay. that's, that's one of the, that fits in rule three, man. It just it hangs in there regardless of changes in culture and time. And uh, that, that movie, because it was a great book, is always going to be a great movie, I think. So we're going to consider but, that. You say that's on the list or we're yes, considering? It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Hey, uh, actually, Bryn, thanks uh, for calling. Yeah, Julie Christie, who's the female star, was just in uh, Away From Her. Yes. And didn't she get a she got an Oscar nod for that too? I believe certainly heard a lot about yeah. it. Uh, we have one more call in line, and we're going to have to wrap it up, gentlemen. This has been a very special edition of it's Filmically Perfect. Talk to the <laughs> very talking to the film guys. And you know what, it's, Nikki? Uh, it's Ron and Ian, and hang on, George Ron. is very special. Well, clearly he's special. Because he's going to answer this next question. He is. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm special because George has actually been to my house years and years and years ago. Oh, really? really, we're talking to Ron and Ian, and how do you know George? I know George because. Um, two of my he used to hang out with two of my roommates. Oh yeah. I, so I yeah. I'm, yes. Hello. <laughs> hello, and so, thanks for now, calling. Now I'm, now I'm married with four children, so look well. out. This happens to you too. Well, I guess I don't have to ask you what you've been up to then. <laughs> Ron, we are I am, quickly. I am now a cautionary tale. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I'm more than curious. Aww. What is your question? Yeah. What is your question? <laughs> did you really think? Did either of you really think, or any of you really think that the the special editions or the the director's quote unquote director's cuts of Blade Runner were truly necessary. An <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, I thought the first Blade Runner was fine, and I enjoy it. And I think that if you think it's a it's it's for any other reason than making money, then uh, you just don't understand the movie business. They they are able to make more money by doing this, and that's why. They but do releasing it. different versions. Yeah, I, I think the idea of having these different versions is interesting from a studying point of view of how films can be so altered by just taking out a few moments here and there. Right. But but yeah, I I have the old laser disc of the original release version that has the the voiceover narration, I always thought it was fine. How many times yeah. have you seen some some guy out in his backyard beating a mole to death, and you have to tell him, it's dead now, okay? Yeah, it's not going to cut your yard No, that's going to take weeks to burn out. Thanks, Jay Todd. <laughs> but, you know, but the, the flip of that is the, the, the quote-unquote director's cut of Lawrence of Arabia really did. Right, there, and, and some of those, out. because some of the the ones that I admire are the ones where the film is put back the way the director yes, really intended. 
like the 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 sort of the restoration of of Touch of Evil is wonderful. The restoration of All Quiet on the Western Front is great. Uh, Lawrence of Oli- or Lawrence. That's the second time I've done that. Lawrence of Olivier. Lawrence <laughs> of Arabia. <laughs> and there's been a few other of those films that have been put back put back the way they were intended, and it really fleshes them out and makes them wonderful. But, but just, on, you know, honestly, just to change the film to change it is you know, how many times does it take to get it right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard stories of you know poor old D.W. Griffith in the in the late 30s, early 40s. Wandering in the Museum of Modern Art and starting to cut away on his Prince of Intolerance, hoping he was going to get it right, you wow. know, 30 years after the fact. Wow. Something you just have to leave alone and walk away. Speaking of which, we have killed another half hour and just about done with this edition <laughs> oh, no. of Film Will Perfect. Ron, thank you for calling. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Hey, thanks to all our callers. A great response, and as always, a real treat to get an opportunity to speak directly and uh, and hear your questions and suggestions. And also, we have one stumper, so Scott will get in contact with you. Yes. And hey, what a lot of fun, gentlemen. As always, a pleasure to sit here with you, George Willeman, Nitrate Film Archivist for the... I almost got that said. Nitrate Olivia. Film Lawrence Arch- of Olivia, yes. <laughs> for the Library of Congress and J. Todd Anderson <laughs> in the studio as well. Hey, um, we just about a minute left. Gentlemen, as always, a pleasure. George, I can't even tell you how good it is to see you. And uh, we'll be up to a little mischief while you're back. <laughs> Jay Todd, thank you. Always my pleasure. And another special edition of Filmically Perfect drawing to a close. And the phones are ringing off the hook. Hey, thanks. We'll do you next time. You've been listening to Filmically Perfect with J. Todd Anderson, George Williman, and me, your host, Nikki Dakota. Heard live every Friday after the noon news on 91.3 WYSO. The shows are also available for download from iTunes or can be streamed at www.wyso.org.